Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's season 28 of Dancing with the Stars, and we are back here on AfterBuzz TV to cover the season premiere. We've got bachelorettes, we've got athletes, and we even had a crazy injury. We're talking all about that today here on the Dancing with the Stars After Show. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dancing with the Stars After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Oh, there it is. We have our own studio audience here. Yes, we do. Um, Welcome, guys. If this is your first time tuning in, we want to say welcome to our show. This is AfterBuzz TV, and this is the Dancing with the Stars After Show. AfterBuzz TV is the ESPN of TV talk. We'll get into a little bit more about what we do later in the show, but this is one of the many shows we cover here at the network. Of course, ABC's Dancing with the Stars, one of the most hotly anticipated season premieres of the year, and we're getting into it tonight. My name is Jeff Graham. If you guys, probably you've seen me before if you're a fan of ABC, because I also do our Bachelor stuff, and I've covered this show for a couple years now, but it's great to be here, and I'm joined by the incredibly credible Carla Beltran. (laughs) Carla, it's good to have you here today. Thank you, guys. I'm so excited to be back for another season of Dancing with the Stars. Of course. I mentioned that Carla's credible because, of course, she's a host who's covered the show before, but you also have like 13 years of dance experience, which is great. So Carla's going to be our technician, and I will be sort of more of our like doe-eyed fan. (laughs) Um, This is a fun fact, though. Not everyone knows it. I did perform as a cruise ship vocalist for six months for Royal Caribbean. I played Bob Gaudio in a Jersey Boys tribute show. So if you want to see me step touch, that I can do plenty so of that. That is so cool. You know, snap I think a lot of people four. don't know that. It's my, it's my secret <laughs> life. If you want to try to find it, it's hard, but you can find our um, group's reel. It's somewhere online. I'm not going to say where. Well, um, do, things do live in the internet forever. They so. live in the internet forever. <laughs> um, okay, well, we, we're going to get into the show tonight, guys. We will not just be discussing the show, but of course, we will also be discussing some news and gossip. We have some predictions and a lot of hot tea this week about Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if you guys saw, but Wendy Williams has some thoughts about Christy Brinkley's uh, injury, end quote. Uh, yeah. We'll be getting into that. And um, we also have some updates on Sharna and Artem not being included in this year's cast, which is crazy. But first, we have to talk about tonight's season premiere. Carla, I want to know, overall, what did you think? Um, Overall, I think we actually have a really, really, really strong um, group of dancers. I think they were all great. They all have really good personalities, and they brought different things to the floor, which I think is super exciting. It's great to have some diversity. Yeah. And um, there were a couple of things uh, new in the show that I'm still kind of trying to get. I agree. You know, because I'm so used to the old format and seeing, like, where they used to go. Even, like, the new Star Lounge was kind of one of those things. I kind of missed the big grand opening that they normally do but I think it was fun it was exciting and there's a lot of fun new talent I agree I uh I will say tonight felt very live in that sense I felt like it was not the most smoothly technical direction on this episode a lot of weird camera cuts we had a really kind of problematic issue with one of the cameras during I think it was during Karamo's Oh, no, yeah. it was during Kells. I, I can't remember. It was during someone's... Or that might not even be right. Maybe during Lamar's. 
I cannot um, remember. I don't remember which one it was, but yeah, the camera kind of was like falling. I think it was like during Jenna. Because yeah. I think when Jenna was dancing. So with Karamo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in general, it just kind of felt like a bit of a... When I say it felt very live... On one hand, I mean that positively because the energy was really high, but there was also kind of a general bumpiness about tonight's broadcast that felt uncharacteristic of this show. That being said, I did think it was a great premiere, a lot of things to really latch on to, a lot of great performances, and some definite standouts that we'll be getting in tonight. I do want to let you guys know, speaking of live, we are also live here on AfterBuzz <laughs> TV, and we have our chat open, so if you want to join the conversation, feel free. Yes! Uh, hi, any, guys! Anyone pop in right now, Carla? Yes, we have Loved By You saying hi, Always. Jeff. Cheers. Um, on BB, hey, um, Joseph says Jeff, and um, Love by You is asking where is Tiggy. She's actually covering a event tonight, but she will be here for the rest of the season. Not, do not worry, you guys. There's Tara E, Joseph Bosa. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please do. Right in the chat, and I will try and read all of your comments as we go. Great. I love it. Yes, Tegan, Carla, I didn't mention you guys, but of course we miss you so much tonight. Normally, Carla will be in the captain's chair steering the ship, but I am filling in tonight as a gracious substitute. Okay, let's start with, quickly, this opening package. What did you think of everyone coming in and out, Um, you know, saying hi? We found out that, I'm trying to remember some of the jokes here. Oh, uh... James Vanderbeek just came for parking validation. Oh, yeah. I thought it's kind of a funny interview segment, right? Or uh, did it not work for you? It didn't really work That's for totally me. fair. I well, love it. Well, there's, like, certain things that I know that shows do that that I I sometimes find, like, really corny. I think, like, yeah. you know, it could be entertaining, but I just don't. Or, like, small special segments where, like, they did something on their Instagram, and they're, like, running away from the mirror ball. I also, like, I was like, yeah, you know, didn't I kind of feel... That's totally yeah, fine. That you know what? That's really, why... That's not really, like, I think for... That wasn't really tailored for my generation. Yeah. That's tailored for a different generation that likes stuff like that. And I think Dancing with the Stars has been a show that's been going on for such a long time that they... Um, they're trying to reach every single like right. per, like person and different age groups, but they are tailored to a different age group. That's not me. So there's certain things that don't really. Are you really calling me old, me. Carla? Because I no. Liked it. Did you like that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I, I normally I agree with you. Some of those don't play very well. I actually thought this was pretty funny, so yeah. I want to credit them. This little interview segment. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. You know what? We can totally disagree on that. It's totally yes. totally fair. We can agree to disagree. Absolutely. Um, Another question I want to ask quickly before we get into coverage. There was this whole kind of energy and vibe tonight about Lem is the head judge and it's his technical rules that stand and no more contemporary. And if you break the rules tonight, we're taking it extra seriously this year. How do you feel about the extra stringent regulations of the ballroom this year? I think it's not fair. Yeah. That's I it, agree. It's not fair at all because we got some of our and this is not to point out anything but I mean Bobby Bones won last year you know and it's not fair that like for me my if you guys watched the show last year you knew that Juan Pablo was my favorite and he was such a good dancer so like I just don't think that it's fair to after 20 27 years of doing the show now you decide like oh no we're gonna be like really strict on the technique I don't know if it was because they had a, some sort of backlash with last year's like results maybe, or what happened I don't know but 
Maybe it is the Bobby Bones thing. That's a really good point you bring up. And he was kind of an unconventional win. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to win America back. But I don't think anyone was asking for this. I don't know anyone who was like, I want more grumpy Lem in the ballroom. Like yeah. Len. Sorry, I just called him Lem. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I, I can't think of a single person who is really excited about the idea of making sure that we maintain frame and hold. I mean, there's the 10% of purists who watch this show, but mostly this is just a casual audience. And yeah. I prefer some of the edginess, the pushing, the contemporary. I don't know. I'm not necessarily super excited about totally strict ballroom this season. Yeah. But anyone in the chat have thoughts on that? Or? Um, well, there's a, the chat is going up. You That's guys great. are awesome. Um, Rotor 13, I agree with you. Pasha is really, is a cutie. Oh, nice. Um, Joseph Bosa actually says that Sharna was being punished because Bobby Bones was a lousy dancer. Wow. We're going to get into Sharna later in the show, but... And Love By You also says that they got a whole new production team, which totally makes sense. You can tell right away just because of the way that the show was delivered with, like, in and of itself. I think that they kept a lot of the same crew, but they did leave a lot. They did keep a lot of people out. That's and that's, And I appreciate you bringing you up well let me get my words together I appreciate you bringing that up loved by you because there were some definite differences tonight I promise we'll get into the dances in a minute but we're trying to cover the full show I will say I did like the new look of the ballroom I thought yeah. they, it's ironically that was a lot more contemporary whereas the feelings of the dances were a lot less contemporary so you can kind of feel certain initiatives being pulled in one direction and certain initiatives being pulled in a different direction yeah. at the end of the day it still very much felt like dancing with the stars yeah. so there's a lot to love. I mean, and they were still dancing, so that's they're great. They're still dancing. That's that's all. <laughs> and we they were still for. stars, so it worked. <laughs> totally. Any last overall thoughts before we get specific? Um, no. Okay, let's dive in. First up, <laughs> Hannah Brown with Alan Bernstein dancing a cha 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 to "I Want to Dance with Somebody." What did you think of this partnership? What did you think of this dance? Um, I like this this partnership. Mm-hmm. I actually do like Alan and Hannah together. Um. That's how I feel about the partnership. Yeah, they're, they've got a nice goofy <laughs> energy, right? Yeah. How about the dance? I don't... Okay, I feel like, first of all, she was scored a 20, which I think is totally overscored. Like, she did not perform a 20. Like, right. maybe it was because she was a first dance and they just kind of gave her, like, you know, like, okay. But I think that... <sighs> I wasn't a, a huge fan of it. I think she did great. For her first dance, everybody did a really good job, but she wasn't, like, magnificent. She, You could tell that she was a lot in her head. She was trying to hit all the dance. She was really trying to hit the dance moves, but it wasn't really being, like, delivered to, I think, the full extent. I think she has really great potential, like, that she does. She has really great potential. She has a great personality. So I think that she's going to come back with more practice. She's probably going to come back. And I think that right now... This is what's pro- what she's projecting to me is that I feel like because of what's been going on with her, from what I could see, I'm not a Bachelor fan or a Bachelorette fan, but from what we saw in the preview is that, you know, she's been going through certain things, so she's coming on the stage where um, I think she's, like, a little bit shy and nervous for what the audience and how people are going to take her in, hmm. and I think that once she surpasses the thoughts of, like, what are people going to say, um, you know, my partner, my old partner is watching me do this, like, you know, you feel the pressure, I think once she's like, you know what, I don't care what anybody thinks, I'm just going to go ahead yeah. and deliver the show, she's going to do so great because you could tell that she has potential. Yeah, she needs to let go a little bit. I think she's a pageant girl, and I feel like that energy kind of conveyed itself during her dance. Mm-hmm. It was a little stiff. I think 
you know, she was hitting the Very moves. Stiff, yeah. But I just felt like she needs to loosen up, especially in a cha-cha. Um, but I think once she does, I, I just felt like this was the pageant. It almost felt like this was the uh, talent portion of a pageant show. Yeah. Whereas well, we want to see her dance. So mm-hmm. um, excited to see what Hannah Brown can bring. Br- Bruno says, uh, right attitude. Um, be careful not to lose balance and don't rush the music. Agree with that. Len said, wonderful way to kick off the show. And uh, Carrie Ann said, you weren't quite under your feet. So we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Um, for Bachelor fans, we also saw Demi, Tasha, and Christina in the audience. So uh, shout out to those three. All right. So let's talk about Good Burgers. Let's talk about <laughs> Keenan and Kel. Were you a Keenan and Kel fan growing up? No. I'm going to call to our producer really quick, Josh Alonzo in the booth. <laughs> did you watch Keenan and Kel growing up? Oh, of course I did. I what, love it. I just, I loved it. And it, what's really interesting about Kel Mitchell is I know he has a bit of a dance, uh, not necessarily a background, but he did host a show on ABC, I believe, called Dan Three, Dance 360. Oh, nice. It was a break dancing competition sort cool. of thing. So I know he has that flair to just like want to have that little bit of a... I guess how how can you say just uh, you know I think hip hop experience yeah hip hop experience yeah I, mean, I know he could be a good dancer I know he definitely has that rhythm for totally it. I'm glad you brought that up Josh because he did talk a bit about his hip hop experience on the mm-hmm. show in this case it was not hip hop um, <laughs> Kel is paired with why do I not have my notes Whitney Kel's with Wit that's right so Kel and Whitney fun partnership I'm sure Whitney is a good burger fan because she's like the perfect age for that yeah um you could definitely tell that this type of formal ballroom was a bit out of Kel's element. I feel like he did not live up to the potential that I think he's going to have on this show, but I appreciated how committed he was to trying to run the ball room yeah. type of technique. Well, I mean, I think that whenever you come out, his personality is so like, hey, like, look at me, I'm funny. And they even started off the dance with him going down his own tongue. Yeah. So it was kind of like silly, but he kind of started off really serious. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is probably going to be a good dance. But I think what messed him up is like right in the beginning when he misses her hand. Yeah. That's when he got nervous. And then he was like, I think he got too much into his head. Like, oh, my gosh, I already messed up. And then... Then he continued to mess up, right? And he kind of started losing his form. He started off doing great, and I think it just kind of like ended badly, only because he just got too much in his head. They were dancing to "Sucker" by the Jonas Brothers, which I thought was too fast for a tango. Maybe that was part of the problem. Was I just felt like even Whitney? I feel like both of them were struggling to keep up with the song. Yeah, maybe they could have slowed the tempo down a little bit. But uh, I think Carla calls those Frankenstein feet. I think we got a little bit of uh, stomping, (laughs) a little bit of not very graceful. Yeah. Either way, the judges. Felt pretty good about it. Bruno said, good to see your serious side. Carrie Ann said, once you find your groove, you'll be great. And Len said, I like your attack and attitude. Need more heel lead. So that's probably yeah. the issue with what we're seeing with his steps. 655. Five. Oh, I forgot to mention Hannah's dance. We both felt she was a little overscored. 776 for Hannah. 655 five for Kel for a 16. Total. Yeah. I think that that was also a Hannah score. Like, her, her score could have been a 16. I feel like Hannah deserved an 18. Based on really personally, because I thought she was pretty good. She was just stiff, but yeah. Um, we're gonna move on to Kate Flannery. She might be my personal favorite. <laughs> Definitely not the MVP of the night, but I'm a huge fan of The Office. Okay. I love seeing women a little later in their careers come on this show and kind of have that second coming. I know you didn't watch The Office, but she her character Meredith Palmer was like this trashy, sleazy, broken, <laughs> multiple divorces, alcoholic, like a very unglamorous character. Yeah. Hilarious and lovable character, but super fun to see her play 
get to glam up a little bit. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about her dance? I liked her dance. I think she was great. She had great personality. I loved her facial expressions. I love a good facial expressions. When you come out and you're like feeling the dance and you can see it in your face, you're yeah. not just like, because some people you could tell like they're counting the steps like one, two, three, four. And like they're, but she wasn't. She was like, okay, I'm here. I'm having fun. And I think it was great. Um, but I'm, I lost my train of thought. I mean, she definitely she got did, some work to she, do. She has some work to do, but I think that she has a great personality. She came out and she delivered a great dance for her first dance. I think she did great. It's funny. I'm watching it back now. For those uh, listening on the podcast, we do have some of these videos on YouTube, and this is better than I even remember it, watching it back. she Definitely, there's some techniques she needs to work on, but she's having so much fun. Yeah. How can you not be on her team, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, and I like this choreography. I think Pasha's fun. <laughs> I just love seeing someone let loose and give it their all, and I'm totally here for Kate this season. I think Pasha is a great addition to the team, you know? I'm sad to see some people go, but Pasha seems like a great person. Well, either way, she scored all fives for a 15, even less than Kel. I think she should have at least gotten the same score as Kel, yes. right? They, to me, they had similarly comparable dances. Yeah. Any other thoughts on Kate before we move on? Um, nope. And quickly, she danced to hard for the money. It was a cha-cha. I forgot to mention that, but uh, fun. I'm excited to see more of what Kate brings. Don't forget to vote if you're a Kate Flannery fan. Clearly, I am. All right, let's talk about Khloe Kardashian's ex, Lamar Odom. He danced <laughs> a foxtrot to feeling good. What did you think of this? Okay. So yesterday, if you guys saw, we did do a pre-show taping. We did a little promo and we talked about um, what we thought for each person. And I think that when you're tall, it could be a little bit hard to, to do like certain dance moves because you have to like if you're extending a dance move, like your partner might be done before you just because like mm. you either have to go faster to actually like end it, you know. Right. And I think that that was a problem with with them. I mean, Peta did a great great job because to be partnered with somebody who is like that tall she actually extended her leg kicks higher so that she would at least sort of reach him you know and like the costume also helped to like extend her dance moves but i don't think it worked the 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 height difference doesn't work towards her favor and um but i loved his attitude he came out and i think that's from what I've seen and what I've heard of uh, Lamar, like, he just seems like he's not really been doing well and, yeah. like, he's been having a tough time with life. That's from the little bit uh, that I know. But right now, see, seeing him come out on the dance floor and just dance and enjoy. And he was like, the way that he extended his leg out at first, and he was like, okay, leg here, leg over here. I thought it was really cute. And I think that he was totally underscored, and it was so not fair because, like... I mean, the guy is so tall. Like, what can you... Like, there's only so much you can do, especially in the beginning. I know. Yeah, I don't really know what else they could have done here. I mean, I think Peta did a great job with the choreography. Yeah, Obviously, he's not the most natural mover, but at the same time, when you're that tall, it is hard. I don't know what this move is called, but in a foxtrot, when the partner drags... The the partner... That's not possible. Yeah, like, she... Peta 
was like this. If you're watching on the YouTube, my hands are totally out of frame. <laughs> it looked like a daughter being dragged yeah. around in a father-daughter dance, just pulled across the floor. Exactly. And, you know, I'm really glad Carrie Ann credited Lamar for at least holding frame. Yeah. A lot of people, in fact, I think Ray Lewis did this tonight. A lot of taller people are big guys. They hunch. They're hunchers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to engage with their partner and get down to their level. But Lamar held frame the whole time. He yeah, looked pretty he steady. tall. He was like, okay, I'm tall. not going down for you. Like, I'm right. Like- <laughs> um, I agree with you about his attitude. It's fun to see him sort of let go and try to let the process yeah. do what it does. So I was glad that Carrie defended him. She gave him the only decent score. She gave him a five, and then there were two threes, which is brutal. I think the threes were too low. I don't think that we should ever give anything lower than a five. I think that to give a three, it's just like, that's rude. It's kind of insulting. I'm okay giving a four. Like, I think maybe fours I would have been okay here because it it wasn't great, but it just feels like kind of a slap in the face. I mean, like, A for effort, you know? Right. Any (laughs) thoughts in the chat? I feel like people are going to have thoughts on Lamar. Um, Yeah. They were saying that he was so funny to watch because he's a giant. It was, in we were kind of cracking Peter. up watching this, I gotta be honest. Peter was giving it her all, but it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and that uh, Trini B. Woy 27, if I say your your handle wrong, I'm so sorry. I'm out here trying my best. Um, he said that I will give credit that Lamar did not hunch over to meet Peter. Yeah, absolutely, which yeah. is not easy. So I wish them the best. It's really fun to see Peter back. Um, considering she just had a kid, she looks great. Yeah, she um, does. Way to go, Peta. And she looks so different with, like, long hair. You know, I'm so used to seeing her with, like, her short hair, so. Totally. All right. This is kind of fun. Country singer Lauren Alina dancing to Man, I Feel Like a Woman. And Lauren's partner is Gleb. Yes. What did you think? First of all, are you a Lauren Alina fan? Uh, no, I don't know who she is. I was not, I'm not aware either. Um, if it's anything like Bobby Bones, I'm assuming she has a large following with whom like I don't have much uh, crossover. Yeah. <laughs> but this was fun, right? I thought she was great. Yeah, she was... Okay, first of all, when she started pointing, I was like, okay, she actually has a really good point, which is great. So she started off doing really good. And then, of course, like... I mean, she had to do a cha-cha. So it's like a cha-cha is obviously a little bit difficult. But I think she did pretty good overall. She has a really great attitude. And I love that I was able to see her her personality kind of shined through to this dance and she was like I'm here and I'm enjoying this I'm dancing and yes her her moves did get stuck a little bit on her legs but I think that it's something that you could totally work on and totally. loosen up you know it, the the key for dancing is just to be loose and let the music take you right. and she's already she already has the music and the rhythm within her I agree she just has a different rhythm so she just has to get accl- acclimated to all tons the of musicality though yeah like, and I actually really like this choreography from Gleb too. I thought it was super fun. Yeah. I think um, it's what she lacks a little bit in technique and sharpness. She really makes up for in charisma and performance. That's what the one nice thing with singers is they come in and they know how to perform. Yes, you know, like Hannah for example, Hannah Brown. Did a great job technically, but didn't really perform. Mm-mm. Whereas, you know, there's lacking some technique here. It's a little loose, but so much performance charisma. Really fun to watch. And you feel like you're getting to know the person through their dance. That's when it's really fun to watch. Yeah. Um, um, she there, said she was nervous, which I didn't know. I didn't realize. I, it didn't really come through. No. You know, Trini, Trini Boy 27 says that Lauren and Hannah remind him, remind him of each other. I don't know if Trini oh, Boy is like a, a boy or a girl, so I'm sorry if I'm calling you him and you're actually a girl. I think um, Trini's a guy. Let yeah, us I know. So. You're, I know you're always Let us in. know, so yes. if you are, I will remember. Um, that they remind him of each other. So does that kind of like... 
affect it a little bit of like maybe how you judge some some sort of thing. Their personalities like, are similar, but I their feel personalities like- are similar, and they kind of do sort of look alike. They resemble each other, but the other girl, I just. Actually, no, they both are kind of similar. I feel like, to me, their dance styles feel totally different. But their dance styles are different, so that's probably what will set them apart. I think so, too. Yeah, to me, uh, Lauren's very loose and performery, whereas I feel like Hannah's pretty technical and a little pageanty. so we'll have yeah. to see how that plays. Either way, 7-6-6. Pretty good scores compared to the rest of the night, and I, I think, think she, she deserved, deserved that score. Yeah. I do as well. All right, let's talk about this crazy twist with Christy Brinkley and her daughter, Sailor. Um, first of all... <laughs> I cannot believe they aired that footage of her breaking her arm. I mean, I know. Dancing with the Stars does this all the time, but it was kind of brutal. First of all, she was trying to do her footwork and she tripped over Val's foot. Which was, was it crazy. that or I thought she slipped over her own dress? No, it looked like she tripped on Val's foot. At least that's what I saw. We just watched the show, so if I'm wrong there, let me know. You can let us know in the comments. Yeah. But this was crazy. You know, right when she fell, you know, she's not young and her I body she's probably. She's 65. Yeah. And you know, when you're, by the time you've been alive for six decades, your bones just aren't quite what they used to be. Yeah. Of course she faced this injury. Do you feel like the show produced this the right way? Did you like bringing in Sailor? What did you think? Um, I think that it was really great for her to bring her daughter in. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it was a new opportunity and it was very, it was unfortunate that she had to go through an injury. I mean, you don't, you never know what's going to happen. Right. And I'm pretty sure this has happened before when people like twist their ankle or something happens and they have to like step down. Um, But it was, I just think it was crazy that this happened like literally like three days before and her daughter had to come in and just like learn a choreography within like three days. I think that's like the most shocking thing because they normally had three weeks and like three days is really not a lot of time to just like meet your partner, kind of go through it all and be ready to perform within like a few days, you know? Totally. 20 seconds on what you thought of the dance, on Sailor's Dance. Um... I was actually kind of surprised about what the judges were saying because yeah. they were like, oh, you have a great potential. And I'm pretty sure she does have great potential, but I don't think she was like that great. She did give a good dance for three days to yes. prepare. But I mean, I, I don't think it was like, wow, phenomenal. Yeah, I think, um, again, for three days it was great. I was very moved seeing her interact with her mom. I think she had really nice lines and she had a lot yeah. of grace, which you need in the foxtrot. But... but also, sometimes like with their outfits, it's very difficult to see their footwork. Yeah. So this dress definitely did not help because there was times when she was doing certain things and I couldn't tell because the camera was catching the side where her dress was at. So I couldn't really see like her, her movements as well as when I went on the other side. I was like, okay, like she messed up here, here, and there. Right. But I couldn't really see the whole... I agree. The whole dance. Another thing I noticed with this dance, I think with Foxtrot, there's a lot of elements where, you know, you're spinning your partner or sliding your partner. And I felt like there was trepidation with those moves. Yeah. I think it's clear that Val and Sailor haven't had time yet to build that trust. Mm-hmm. But this was a pretty solid coming out. And how cool to see her with her mom. That yeah. was, like, very sweet. That was super cute. Definitely. Okay, 666. Uh, Carrie Ann said... Your um, uh, definite potential, a gold mine here. Lem said uh, she floated his boat, which makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> and Bruno said you have the talent. I can't wait to see what you achieve. Christy has screws in her arm, and she's a bionic woman now. Yeah, basically. 666. Let's talk about Karamo and Jenna. Yes. Karamo's your guy. Yes, Karamo is my guy. You're a big Queer Eye fan. I am a big Queer Eye fan. I know. Um, I actually... 
started watching Queer Eye with my mom. We were like, okay, like, let's watch a show together so that we have something to do. I just kind of, like, I think I'm at that age where I enjoy doing, like, different things with my mom. And I was like, yeah. I want to be able to watch a show with my mom. This is the show I watch with my mom. Dancing with the Stars is how I keep in touch with my mother in Ohio. Oh, just really? Just so you guys know. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So, yep. you know, you understand, like, when you start watching a show and you watch it with your parents. Oh, yeah. And it's like... And it, Queer Eye is such an emotional show, and it gets you in such a good feeling and a good vibe. And Carmo is great, you know. Yes. He's like the he's the person that talks to people, and he makes people cry all the time. He's made me cry multiple times, yes. and sometimes the questions that he asks, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so relatable. So when I found out that he was going to be in Dancing with the Stars, I was like. <gasps> I was like, this is my guy. Like, I'm rooting for him. I will vote for him every single week. And I'm going to get all my friends to vote for him as well. How did you like the dance, though? The dance was... I thought it was great. I mean, knowing Carmo and knowing his personality from... I mean, I don't know him personally, but from Queer Eye, is that I actually do agree with what the judges said. That he didn't... His personality didn't actually shine as much as I thought it was going to because he's so, like, out there. But I also think that... What this is my thing with like sometimes I think that the pros don't do a great job sometimes at choosing the right song. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and I think that this song that they chose for their salsa it was choose by Lizzo. Yes, I don't think that was a good salsa song. You know, it didn't really bring the. I think that if Karma would have gotten a more traditional salsa Latin. song, Latin salsa song, he would have actually been able to bring hip the action. extra hip action, the extra salsa that you need, like the spiciness that comes with the salsa and I think that if you have the right song it's like when you're getting ready or you're getting ready to go out if you have the right song you're like okay I feel good I'm ready to go out I look good and I just think that the song really didn't do him much. Favor. I yeah. agree. The spirit of the song was right, mm-hmm. but the tone of the song wasn't quite right. And I yeah. really like Lizzo, so it's too bad. But I also this was very frustrating in the way it was shot. It was really hard to see Karamo's feet. Yeah, this, I'm almost 95 percent sure Karamo's was the one with that, that shaky fell, camera work. Yeah. And yeah, it just kind of felt like as much as I like Karamo and I'm excited to see what he can do. This he really didn't live up, live up to his potential mm-hmm. here. The judges agreed. They came down on him hard. Lem said disappointing and lacked rhythm. He was very grumpy during yeah. this. I gotta say, Len. Uh, Carrie Ann said, you underperformed. You got to pop more. He got a 6, a 5, and a 6, which I think feels fair. Yeah, I mean, compared. he got a 17, which I'm actually okay with. Yeah. If he would have gotten anything lower, I probably would have been really upset. Definitely. Um, but Colin McDonald in the chat says that it wasn't a salsa at all. I felt like it was a freestyle, which mm. I kind of like do agree to a certain extent. There wasn't a lot of like the spicy salsa movements that I like to see. Definitely. So, Jenna yeah. gets a little loose with her choreography, and yeah. she needs to be careful because they're coming down hard this season. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a minute for the last four. Uh, let's talk about Ray and Cheryl. They danced hot in here at Salsa. Josh, I know you're a Ray Lewis fan, so quickly, do you want to talk about the squirrel and its importance in uh, NFL history? <laughs> sure. So Ray Lewis was the type of guy who would always do this dance at every pregame ritual. Yep. He would get announced at A&T, M&T uh, Bank and Studio. Uh, sorry. M&T Bank Stadium over in Baltimore, Maryland, and the fans would go nuts. Like, he would have literally pyrotechnics coming out of the tunnel, and he would just <laughs> pick up a piece of grass, dance around, do the squirrel, and then that was just, like, the thing, and that's what <laughs> motivated all his teammates and everything. It was insane. I love it. That's so cool. All right. Uh, quickly, how did you feel about Ray and Cheryl doing this salsa to hot in here? I thought it was a modern salsa, and it was so fun. I really liked his energy, you know? It was really yeah, sexy. I it mean, was I, so sexy. I always forget so if you... 
in terms of who brings the sexiest choreography, it's funny because I feel like when you see Cheryl in interviews or packages, mm-hmm. she doesn't always like really push her sexuality forward. Yeah. But on the dance floor, she's always the one who's pushing she's the great. really I sexy love choreography. Cheryl, yeah. yeah, this was a really sexy number. I gotta say, for a 44-year-old dude, he probably brought the most like sex appeal yeah. all night, right? Mm-hmm. He Compared did. to the other guys. Um, really, I thought this was fun. I think I mentioned I thought he was hunching a bit to match mm-hmm. Cheryl. Um, so I'd like to see him stay a little bit, um, you know, more supported in his posture. But yeah, really solid. Yeah, um, I have to say one of the, the things here though is that the scores. I mean, what the judges were saying like did not match no. the score. That they're they like, given. this like, was great, great potential. Five, five, five. He was so underscored, so underscored, underscored. Major, Especially, he at least deserved a seventeen. Yeah, just for charisma alone, right? Yes. All right, um, let's move on to Mary Lewis. Um, Mary Wilson. Thank you, Mary Wilson um, of the Supremes. They danced to Baby Love by... F- Sorry. <laughs> they danced to the song Baby Love, and they did a foxtrot. Yes. Uh, Mary's partner is... Brandon. Brandon, thank you. This is a fun partnership. This is such a fun par- par- yeah. partnership. I love it. And I just have to say, age is only a number. Yes. But when I get to be 75 and a half... I want to look half as good as she does and be able to move as good as she does. You know, she was so elegant throughout this whole fox drought. Like, she just was like, you know what? I'm the queen, and I know it. Totally. And that's what she delivered. Like, it was so beautiful to watch her just, like, dance and, and like, on the dance floor, you know? Yeah, I mean... I, I appreciated her performance. Totally. It's very elegant, right? Yeah. I feel like she was bringing the elegance and grace they need for a foxtrot. Maybe not the most challenging choreography, and it did feel like she was missing moves, but... She did, I think yeah. uh, <laughs> she brought the energy that you need to carry I think that Brandon kind of went easy on this one, yes. because, like, at the foxtrot, you could go all out, and I think that he was like, you know, let's play it safe and do some easy dance moves that she can do, and I think it was great. I think it was great for to play it safe for them. I do, too. I, I will say, though, it almost feels feels like they overscored her a bit. In terms of the <laughs> comments, um, Carrie Ann says, you were built to do the Foxtrot, but you had mistakes. Len said, I'd like to be able to come out and Foxtrot as well as you did. Don't turn me on, Mary. Is there a potential senior romance developing between Len and Mary? <laughs> Maybe that's the showmance of the season. I hope so. We will see. But either way, she got a five, a six, and a six, which is two points higher than Ray, two points higher, or one point higher than Allie. <laughs> to say that this was better than Allie's routine is insane. Yeah. It's right? Kinda, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. They totally overscored her, but I mean... She's a supreme, so... Fair enough. That's a good point. Maybe she deserves a little bit extra yeah. love. Uh, speaking of Allie, she was up next with... Allie is dancing with... Uh, Sasha. Sasha. Thank you. I wrote down Alan. We just watched the show, guys. We took as well of notes as we could. But Sasha and Allie, this is a fun partnership, right? This is a fun partnership. Yeah. Um, I actually loved her dance. I think that she was totally underscored. Yeah. Allie is a performer, and she came out and she performed, and she totally. did a great performance. Her footwork was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I think that she had one of the top dances I agree. of the night. Like, definitely. I think, yeah, she may have almost been overperforming a bit, which is mm-hmm. natural. You know, she's a pop singer. Yeah. She's used to performing in arenas, so it's yeah. her job to be hitting this choreography really hard. And I agree, she was a little bit on top of the beat. I'd like to see her sit back a bit and like, yeah. like kind of like lean into the pocket of the music so that well, she can really I think take that the time. In this dance, she was leading Sasha. That's a good point. And yeah. you know, a lot of it that's that comes down to like, okay, well the man should be leading within the dance. True. And like so I think that's kinda that didn't work towards her favor. Yeah. But I mean 
go for it, girl. You for know? sure. Yeah, I think I'm getting like a little bit of Normani vibes, which of course makes sense. They're from the same group, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, or even like Tanache. Like a lot of times when you see female pop performers come on here, yeah. they need to scale back on the pop elements and lean into the ballroom elements. But amazing potential. I mean, to yeah. me, she's a front runner, and yet they scored her five five six. Totally underscored. So underscored. That was at least an eighteen. Yeah. I at agree. least a six six six. I agree with that. Maybe even sneak a seven in there. Yeah. Carrie said she's lacking balance. I thought that Carrie Ann said she's lacking balance. That's the most accurate critique for me. Mm-hmm. She just needs to learn the light and shade, as they say on this yeah. show, right? Okay, let's talk about Sean Spicer wearing a green flamenco shirt. <laughs> Quickly, just so you guys know, I know there's a lot of controversy around Sean Spicer being on this show. We totally understand why, right? He's Donald Trump's press secretary. Clearly, Donald Trump is one of the most divisive presidents in the world and, and in you know American history, partly fueled by the way his press team handles his business. So yeah. we understand that Sean is a divisive figure, but we're not here to critique his political state. We're here to talk yeah. about him on the show. Yes. Um... <laughs> It was fun to see Twitter react to this, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just talk about Sean Spicer. What did you think? I think that he definitely tried his best. Um, he didn't really <laughs> perform or dance, but he came out and he was having fun. And We have he, a photo for those looking. Yeah. yeah. I just think that he definitely needs to work on absolutely all his dancing. Everything. The footwork, the frame, the everything. But I love the spirit. He came out and he was like, okay, I'm ready. And just the fact that he even wore the outfit that he was given and he wasn't like, oh my gosh, you know, like this is too much or it's over the top. And he just came out and I was like, that's awesome. You know, that's a great spirit to come out with. Yeah, you know what? I, I do think this show is going to be a net positive for him. Yeah. However you feel about Sean Spicer, which you're totally justified to feel the way you do because he does have a very controversial and, you know, lightning rod couple years is Trump's press secretary. He was all in on this, and I think he's doing a good job of yielding to the process of the show. So it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see how America receives his performance. I did see one tweet that said, clearly Dancing with the Stars costume designer is a Democrat, which <laughs> you just have to give it up. That's a hilarious tweet. Um, I agree with everything you said. A lot to work on technically, but I yeah. think this is going to be a net positive for his image. Mm-hmm. Um, I am somehow missing a page of my notes, so I'm going to cheat on you. Do you have his scores? Um, I don't have his scores individually, but I know that it was a 12. A 12 total, okay. Yes. Uh, that feels... Which, I think it was 4-4, four, four, or 3-4s, is what I, I remember I think right. so. Okay. Which, that is insulting, because Lamar did much better than he did. Yeah. And, like, they both had a really great energy, so if he could have gotten 2-4s, and he could, like, Lamar could have also gotten 2-4s. Totally. Well, let's wrap it up with what could be argued as the strongest performance of the night. James Vanderbeek and Emma Slater. Love Emma. Love this partnership. First of all, how can you not fall in love yeah. with James Vanderbeek, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> Very likable. Fun to see a father of five doing his thing on this show. Uh, when that dance started and he did a little hand swoop, hand swoop, double turn, kneel, you're yeah. like, okay, clearly this guy can move. Exactly. You can tell that he's been on a stage before, that he lives off his audience, and I think that it was great. You know, I think that he did really g- well, and... In all honesty, I think this was the best performance of all night. I do, too. It was a tango. We forgot to mention that, which is tough to come out to. And um, mm-hmm. I always love Emma's choreography. It's it can it's both really classic, but also yeah. kind of innovative. Yeah, I mean, and for the tango, it's kind of like hard, you know, because you do have to keep a, keep a really good frame throughout the whole dance. And I think he did great. I am really excited to see how far he's going to go with this. Totally. I like their partnership. I feel like um, Emma, both Emma and James kind of have an underdog 
probably easily underestimated because of yeah. their like sweetness. Yeah. But like they can kill it when they're on the dance floor. They're so. a very likable couple. For sure. So I think that they're going to go really far in this competition. Definitely. All right. That's our coverage for tonight's show. Obviously, we had a ton to get through. We don't have much time, but we're going to we're going to breeze through these segments. Yes. We're going to do a quick top three for you guys and bring you our top three jives of all time from this show. For number three, we have, just remind me, Josh, because my eyes aren't as good as they should be. Sure. It's Sabrina and yes. Mark. Sabrina, Brian, and Mark Ballas brought a really fun jive in the early seasons of this show. Uh, let's roll it. Sabrina has such a fun energy about her on the uh, on the dance floor, doesn't she? She does. Uh, you can fast forward a little bit, uh, I Josh. love Sabrina. I think there's going to be, yeah, we don't need to see, yeah, this is good. Look at how, just quick, how much energy she has in this jive. She has the energy, she has the personality, she has, like, I love her. Yeah, so much fun. I kind of miss seeing her and stuff. I feel like this level of dancing, we don't, I haven't seen it yet, at least on this season of the no. show. And that was week three, so... God bless Sabrina Bryan. All right, up next we have, uh, I think this is... Alfonso and Whitney. Yes, of course Alfonso and Whitney. Alfonso's beloved (laughs) on the show now. This is, talk about energy and a jive. This was just such a fun partnership. Of course Alfonso was amazing. What was it about Alfonso that, was he just so loose? Is that what made him so great on the show? Yeah, I think so. He was just, you know, he's very confident. And with any dance move, like, he was just like, okay, I'm okay with performing. Like... In order to be a good dancer, you need to have a lot of confidence yeah. to be able to do certain moves, and he was—he had it. Just like like unexpected swag yeah. is like how I would describe Alfonso Ribeiro. Okay, finally, so this was the proud Mary that initially Paige did with Mark, but then they redid it and actually had Jordan Fisher do it with Paige. Uh, fast forward a little bit, Josh, just so we can see some of the uh, fast part. Look at these two go. I Look just at be- that. the fact that neither of them Footwork. were pros. Gosh, was is Jordan Fisher the best dancer to ever be on this show? Do you think? Maybe it could be. Either way, Paige I and Jordan. Really, yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I, you know that I'm a huge Juan Pablo fan. I know he Juan and Pablo he was, was great amazing. Last year. Like yeah. he was so good the well, whole time. Juan Pablo did have an amazing jive, so that could be an honorable mention, <laughs> yes. which is totally valid. So Thank that's you. our top three jives from the show. Quickly for our special segment, we're going to give you guys a little bit of history on some of the dance moves they're doing. This are the. Oh, I like this Latin music. So, Josh, I'm going to throw it to you. Can you give us a little bit of history on the cha-cha? Because we had a lot of cha-chas tonight sure. on the show. So the cha-cha actually originated in Cuba, actually, and it evolved from a slow version of the mambo called the triple mambo. And it was pretty much just a musical rhythm inspired by dancers who dance uh, more of a hip syncopation to the forward and backward breaks of mambo. Hip action. Yeah, and it evolved actually from a fusion of dancing, sun, and American jazz. Ooh. And cool. it has origins from uh, Europe, from chamber music specifically, and African and Haitian drums. Okay. And Specifically, a Cuban violinist by the name of, of, of uh, Enrique Jorin actually created the cha-cha and first cha-cha song in 1948. He named it after the shuff- shuffling of feet from the dancers. So if you oh. notice, when people are shuff- shuffling their feet, it kind of sounds like cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Oh, so, that's yeah. so cool. It's that cha-cha-cha, that uh, one, two, three yeah. move uh-huh. that you do. Steps, step, cha-cha-cha. Uh-huh. Very cool. Well, go. I appreciate it. We'll bring you guys some more ballroom dance history on the show because, of course, Dancing with the Stars pays homage to the <laughs> classic global art form yes. of partner ballroom dancing. Exactly. Uh, we have some crazy news this we week do around Sharna, Artem, and Christy. So, um, Carla, I take it away. I don't have a lot of time to cover this, but I'm going to do this as fast as I can and as like good as I can. So, Wendy Williams 
came out today, and she says that Christy Brinkley faked her injury. She says that if there's anything that she broke, it probably would have been her tailbone, and she says that she probably planned this ahead of time because she wanted to get her daughter on the show. Um, They do say that her daughter is a Sports Illustrated model, but nowadays... That doesn't, that's being, beauty is not enough, and it doesn't add up to Kendall Jenner, who is literally the world supermodel. So she was, I think, Wendy Williams is saying that the reason why she probably brought her daughter on here is to show that she is multi-talented wow. and she's beautiful and this and that. So that is kind of like the tea on that. They that's think a hot that take. she... They, that she basically faked their injury to get this daughter I would be so show. pissed if I had screws in my arm and I found out that I had a talk show host telling me yes. I was faking it. But um, that is a very, very hot take and an interesting conspiracy theory. Let us know what you think in the comments. I know, seriously. And then the last one, which I was actually super upset about this, is the fact that Sharna was cut from Dancing with the Stars this season along with Artem. Uh, Artem which is crazy. Two which, stars. Two bigger stars. And I, I don't mind Gleb and um, Pasha. They were both great new additions. But... I think that Dancing with the Stars is a show that you've grown up with, like, having a long time, so it would be great to kind of keep the cast. And Sharna kind of came out, and she spoke about it. She says that she wasn't really given a real reason, besides the fact that they couldn't find her um, a partner, and that she they're wondering if it was because she won last year with Bobby Bones, and she says that she doesn't feel um, anything badly towards them that she will be joining in the audience to be there and support her family she still thinks that they're a family she has no idea if she's going to be called back to do another season next year or the year after but she is being thankful at the fact that this happened and she is thanking the universe because right now a couple of other doors open up to her so hopefully we'll be able to see her doing other things and we're gonna miss her so much Sharna is one of my favorites I think she is such she does such wonderful choreograph and she was able to work with one of the hardest people that like to dance with and she was able to work with that and I totally. think I love Sharna great. too. She's going to be missed. Obviously as Sharna long, along with Artem, you know. I know, both of them. Sharna incredibly talented, amazing choreographer and you know we're allowed to have our show crushes on this show, right? Yes, of I course. I must admit if I had to pick my show crush, it definitely would have been Sharna. So uh, maybe maybe we can get her in studio and I can be totally <laughs> awkward with her. All right. Um, in, in lieu of predictions, as we make our way out, you have to pick who you think is going to win this season of Dancing with the Stars. Um, because we're wrapping out, guys. we got to get out of here. I know who it's I so s- much to cover. Can I say who I, I want to win and who I think yes, is going to win? Yes, as we make our way out and you say your Twitter, say who you want and who okay. is going to win. And well, then we're going to get out of here. First of all, you guys, thank you so much for tuning back in. I am your host, Carla Beltran. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran. And I obviously want Carmel Brown to win. Who I really think is actually going to win is honestly Mr. Dawson Creek. Yeah. Jameson. I agree. Yeah. If, uh, guys, Jeff Graham, thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham and also covering the Bachelor in Paradise finale tomorrow because I am a ABC whore, apparently. <laughs> um, my, who I would want to win, I would love to see Kate Flannery win. I'm a huge comedy nerd, love The Office, and I like what she's bringing to this season. Kate Flannery is probably not going to win. I think it could be James Vanderbeek, too. Yeah, we'll there see. You go. All well. right, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back <laughs> next week up for Dancing with the Stars. Bye. Ciao. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 